Hi and welcome back to the Female Confidence Coach podcast with me Chrissy Hiller. This is episode 12. Wow, can't believe it. On today's episode I'm going to talk about the question, what is the best exercise for weight loss? It's a question that I asked on a couple of my social media accounts yesterday and the answers were really interesting. And the truth is exercise doesn't have as much impact on your weight loss as you may think and we'll come on to what does shortly. But when I looked at the answers that people gave there was a real wide variety of suggestions. One that I really resonate with and that I'll come back to is pick the exercise that you enjoy. And it's so true, if you pick something that you enjoy, you're more likely to stick to it. And this is a great option if you are new to exercise or you're just getting back into exercise after having some time away. If you pick an exercise that you previously have enjoyed or you think will be fun then it's something that you're going to be able to do more often and stick to so I did I thought that was a really good answer I really like that one my husband mentioned Ryan Reynolds as um, being the best exercise I absolutely agree with him there Um, that man is just gorgeous Ryan Reynolds yeah, and my husband. Um, a couple of people mentioned swimming um, and hit, and then a few people um, mentioned weight training in their comments. And I want to start with a couple of comments that I saw on both Facebook and Instagram, which were about being as active as possible. And I couldn't agree more with this. So just getting out in the garden, walking more than you drive, starting the day with, you know, a 10-15 minute walk, going up and down the stairs even when you can't be bothered. So generally just moving around more and having that real purposeful movement. I love that term. I use that with my clients a lot, moving with purpose. And this more general movement that isn't formal exercise we call NEAT in the industry N-E-A-T and that stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis and what that means is all of the movement that you do outside of your formal exercise so you're fidgeting you're walking up and down the stairs you're walking to and from school with the kids or you know from the car to the supermarket your general movement and what's amazing about NEAT is that it can account for for up to 15% of your daily calorie expenditure so the daily calories that you burn and this is why there's often talk about getting your 10k steps a day your 10,000 get your 10,000 steps in and why that's so popular because just that general moving around can really have an impact on your body composition how many calories you burn how much energy you expend 
And this is particularly important for those of you that do a sedentary job. So those of you that are sitting at a desk for most of the day. Because sitting at our desks, we really don't burn much energy. So thinking about how much more you move is really important and how you can get movement into your day. So let me run through a few ideas that you can do. So if you're still working from home and you have a job that allows for this, um, things like walking meetings are a great idea. So having either someone just on your headphones or if it's like a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting, you can still have the camera on, but be out walking. Um, Park further away from places if you're going somewhere that you have to drive. So rather than finding the closest parking space in the supermarket car park, park a bit further away. I often park further away anyway because I find my car gets scratched less. Um, Or if you do have to drive the kids to school um, rather than walk, then maybe park a bit further up the street. That's what one of my clients does. Um, She she parks a bit further away from the school gate so that she has to walk. Um, If you've got more than one loo in your house, use the upstairs or the downstairs loo, depending on what floor you're working on. Um, that's something that I do so I always use the downstairs loo when I'm upstairs rather than just walking across the hallway and then when you're out and about taking the stairs versus the lift or the escalators um, which isn't probably one that's too hard to do at the moment because I'm pretty sure you're only allowed about two people in a lift at one time anyway but um, you know just taking the stairs instead of using the lift or the escalators when you're shopping or if you're going into the office or whatever. And this, as I've already said, can have a huge impact and is where movement is really key, um, not just for weight loss, but for your general health. So I really encourage you to, um, to boost up that general movement and It's really worth noting that if you are putting yourself into quite a low calorie diet, so you're on, you know, about a thousand, one thousand two hundred calories a day purposely because you're trying to lose weight, your body's really clever and it will absolutely stop you from moving quite as much. You'll feel a bit more lethargic. You probably won't fidget. You won't use your hands as much as you talk because your body is really clever at trying to conserve energy. So another reason not to go on a super low calorie diet. So let's talk a little bit more then about exercise and specifically types of exercise and even more specifically cardiovascular exercise versus weight training so when I talk about cardio exercise I'm talking about swimming running cycling spinning peloton um you know jogging what other types of cardio do we have going on the rower on the stair stepper on the cross trainer um now cardio activity is absolutely great for your cardiovascular fitness so for your heart for your lungs it's great for stress relief it releases endorphins and it does burn calories 
So, you know, there's definitely an argument here for having some cardiovascular training in your activity, in your weekly activity. But when I talk about burning calories, I can assure you that you are not burning as many calories as your smartwatch says. And I don't care what smartwatch it is, whether it's an Apple Watch, um, a Fitbit, a Garmin. You know, I wear a Garmin and I wear a Whoop and often they both give me completely different calorie um, expenditures and I don't wear them to keep a track of my calorie expenditure, by the way. Um, I keep, I wear them, uh, the Garmin is just to keep track of my daily steps and my general movement. And um, as my alarm, because I don't like noisy alarms. And then my whoop is for my, my sleep monitoring, but I'll talk about that another time. Um, so cardio is definitely, definitely a good thing to get into your your weekly activity but when it comes to really changing your shape and the way that you look um, and what we call in the industry changing your body composition so getting you to a more lean state losing body fat resistance training is the way forward Um, and you know we call this resistance training or weight training let's just start with some of the benefits to your health so for your long-term health you know training with weights training under a load is great for your mobility as you age so You know, do you want to be able to walk to and sit on and then get off the toilet by yourself when you are 70, 75, 80, 85, 90? Do you want to be able to do that? Well, training with weights is going to keep you in um, or, or help to keep you in great health so that you're able to do that. Osteoporosis, so what? That's um, that's a disease where our bones lose density and become brittle and can break very easily. So as women, as we age, we naturally lose bone density. And particularly after we um, go through the menopause and into post-menopause, um, we, our, our bones lose density quite quickly, which means they are more susceptible to breaks. And as you get older... Some of you may have had experience with this with grandparents or parents. You know, bone breaks often cause lots of other problems. So the most the most um, common break or fracture is a hip fracture in older people. And often hip fractures then lead to a declining quality in life as we uh, as we age and even after we've recovered from them because they become so much harder to recover from and it then becomes really hard to be mobile, to do things for ourselves. We have to rely on other people and often that leads to really sad outcomes um, following a, a bone break. So weight training is a real, real preventative measure against osteoporosis. 
resistance training or as I say weight training I'm going to call it resistance training from here on out um is a great stress relief I mean for me personally resistance training is my form of meditation or yoga because when I'm squatting with you know a big barbell and lots of weight on my back or I'm deadlifting I need to be in the moment I need to be thinking about what I'm doing I can't be thinking about the day ahead I can't be worrying about other things I need to be present so it's really great as a stress relief but to relate it more to the weight loss example it it creates that shape and that toned look and I'm saying toned in speech marks that so many of you are after so talking about tone I want to tone up toning up is about losing body fat so losing the fat that that covers our muscles and then growing our muscles in order to give that toned look so we we need to strip off the fat and we need to grow and tone the muscles that's what toned means and I don't want you to think ladies that you are going to start looking like the incredible Hulk because it just won't happen we don't have enough testosterone in our bodies another really interesting thing if you suffer with polycystic ovarian syndrome PCOS resistance training is really proven to help to manage some of the symptoms of PCOS and then interestingly you burn more calories at rest the more with the more muscle that you have across your body because our muscles burn calories they require calories to keep them going um, whereas fat doesn't because it is essentially energy in itself so you will burn more calories at rest if you have more muscle mass and you will have heard that um, saying you know muscle weighs more than fat well it doesn't a pound or a kilogram of muscle weighs more the same sorry as a pound or a kilogram of fat let me say that again because I messed it up a pound of muscle weighs the same as a pound of fat it's just that muscle takes up less room than fat does which is one of the reasons why it's so important that you don't just weigh yourself on the scales you also take pictures you take measurements you you um, see how your clothes feel because you could find that you're not you are not reducing your scale weight but actually you are losing body fat you are you are creating lean muscle and therefore you're changing your shape and you are getting smaller now I know that going into the gym can be scary and intimidating I really get it I I used to feel the same you don't have to go to the gym to resistance training you can do resistance training at home with one pair of dumbbells you know get yourself a, a five kilogram pair of dumbbells not any of these one kilogram two kilogram little dumbbells but maybe a five four five six kilogram pair of dumbbells and you can get a great workout in at home but if you are a member of a gym don't waste that opportunity ask for a gym induction 
and maybe even book a couple of personal training sessions and just get someone to show you what to do with the weights. I promise you, you won't look back. Now, a couple of people did mention HIIT training. And by HIIT training, I mean high intensity interval training. And over recent years, this became really popular. So often, um, you know, you'd go through a period of working really hard, maybe 20 to 30 seconds, maybe even 40 seconds, and then take some rest, some short rest, maybe 30 30 seconds rest and then you'd you'd go again um this actually isn't true hit training um true hit training is really really hard um you know if you think about maybe sprint hit training which um some athletes might do to increase speed for example um they would go flat out for 10 seconds and then after that 10 seconds they would need a good two to three minutes recovery before they could do anything again. So actually the the HIIT training that was kind of made popular by your insanity or um, some of those kind of uh, MLM type exercise things is actually really Tabata training. Um, and again, this does work on intervals. So maybe you're working for 30, 40 seconds um, and then you have a period of rest and you repeat that. And, you know, this is good conditioning work. So it's it's good work that can help you get a sweat on, help you feel like you've done some work. And actually you can pack in quite a bit of exercise in a short amount of time because you are um doing you know that higher intensity work for a short shorter space of time it doesn't need to be something that you do daily or every time that you exercise and actually it can increase your hunger levels so when you are um, looking to lose weight constantly doing HIIT training might not be something that is going to help you in the long term. Let me summarise where we've got to on exercise. Summarise my advice so far. I want you to get more movement in generally, more walking, more up and down the stairs, just generally more movement, try and get those steps up. If you already regularly exercise, get a good balance of cardio and resistance training in there and find things that you enjoy. And this is particularly important if you're just trying to get into exercising um, or you've been out of exercising for a while. Find something you enjoy and go from there. Now, with all that being said, just as I was talking about your general movement could potentially be responsible for up to 15% of your calorie burn on a daily basis. Actually, formal exercise, so going to a class, going in the gym, going for a run or a cycle, potentially can only have an effect of up to 5% of your calorie burn. And we call this EAT, ironically, exercise activity thermogenesis. So, You could, you know, be going to the gym, 
three days a week for an hour and that will only have about a five percent or it will only represent about five percent of your calorie burn so really it's not that lot not a lot so what does have the biggest impact I'm pretty sure that if you know me and you've been listening to me for a while you will know what I'm going to say it's your nutrition what you eat and drink play into weight loss so much more than exercise and you know you will have heard the saying you can't out train a bad a bad diet and it's so true even athletes can't out train bad diets you know the the highest athletes the highest performing athletes cannot out train a bad diet um you know crossfit athletes i've been listening to a lot of podcasts with crossfit athletes in it recently and you know the very highest performing of them train twice a day six days a week and even they are um you know on on certain calories for their day um now i'm assuming that no one listening to this podcast is an athlete but if you were And even if you were training two times a day, six days a week, if you didn't eat right, if you didn't fuel your body correctly, you wouldn't be able to perform in the sport that you're chosen for. And it's absolutely the same with weight loss. Now, most of us will only train a few times a week. So therefore, relying on your exercise in order to be able to eat your calories won't help if you have a weight loss goal you need to focus on your nutrition so you use nutrition for your weight loss and use exercise for your health and your shape and also if you only exercise in order to burn calories i.e. you're keeping an eye on your smartwatch and you exercise in order to eat your treats, you might also want to consider how healthy or not that approach to eating and exercise is. Because exercise should be something that we do to keep us healthy, to give us longevity, to keep us living to a ripe old age, and not something that just allows us a few more extra calories a day to eat the chocolate that we want. So I hope you found that really helpful. That was my take on what's the best exercise for weight loss. You now know the answer to that question. Um, And I will definitely be following this episode up with an in-depth look at nutrition and how you can use your nutrition to help your weight loss. As always, it's been a pleasure Don't forget to pop any questions that you have for me across so that I can answer them on the podcast. Until next time, sending you loads of love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at The Mum Boss Method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.